Hello, Cupcakes, and welcome to this episode of Cupcake Media. I'm your host, Master Shake. I'm flying solo again, once again. We still don't know where Techie is, so please put a hashtag at the bottom. And let's make a new hashtag. Let's break the internet called hashtag where is techie. That is spelled T-E-K-Y. We still don't know where techie is. We miss him dearly. We hope that he's doing excellent though. And uh, before we dive into today's episode, as always, please uh, remember to click subscribe, give us some thumbs up. You can follow us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it, we should be on it. Today we're going to dive into something where those of us who have been awoken for the last decade, not woke, because those are a bunch of cupcake-fed little beezies who all they want to do is complain about life. They want to fire people when they themselves have never owned a fucking job. So we want to today talk about how smartphones and the things associated with our iPhones and Google phones, our Android phones, especially with social media, which is really Instagram and TikTok, how they have really changed the way we behave. Because those of us who have been awoken, we have all noticed how people have just turned into very belligerent assholes. Now, one of the most common arguments is that, well, no, this is part of the natural cycle of one technology changing and evolving to another. And as a scientist of human life, as an academic, as a philosopher, that's bullshit. I have to call it out. That, that's a complete fallacy. I think that is an excuse that a drug addict would make in order to like promote their drug of choice that it cures every illness in the world when all it does just eventually kill brain cells. When we examine, for example, theater, right? Theater then evolved... And when I mean theater, I mean like Shakespearean theater, okay? You had that. Eventually, you went into the cinema, right? Black and white films. Then you had radio. Then the radio evolved into TV. I do not recall any one of those technologies turning people into little belligerent shits. For the most part, most human beings were still quite civil. They were nice. They wanted to listen to one another. They wanted to help one another out if we had different opinions it wasn't life and death anymore we found ways to find commonality through our differences as well because we could for example visualize and see okay well this person likes hamburgers i like cheeseburgers but either day we all love french fries right so we were able to find common ground even though we could have opposing viewpoints and Unfortunately, when we look at our smartphone addictions with Instagram and TikTok and you name it, it's just people turn into assholes. Now, I want to be quite specific. When I talk about this, I really am focusing on what's been going on in the United States and, and most of North America. I don't really see this issue so much as a problem in Japan and South Korea where you have a very tech-embedded society, technology is an everyday part of these people's lives. So much to the point that like your basic 12 to 15 year old would literally know, they would literally know how to like take apart your iPhone and build you a new one. And it's amazing because they teach those things in schools out there. Whereas out here, we, 
I don't know what they've taught people in the last 10 years. What bathroom not to piss in, that's where all our money went. In Italia, where I used to live, it's not so much of an issue. But as the Italians would say, tutto il mondo è un paese, like the entire world is just like one city. We have to be safe to assume that there are some elements of those cultures all changing. But the difference with like when you look at a place like Japan, Korea, Iran, it- Italia, these places are thousands of years old. I mean, Iran's oldest calendar is approaching 8,000 years. It's probably one of the oldest living calendars of a modern day society that we have to date. And I think what separates those cultures from ours is because their cultures are just so old and it's so beautiful that their cultural roots are much stronger than those of America. When we look at America, you know, we're only a few couple hundred years old, a few hundred years old, right? So we're kind of like, we're like basically like a baby that's in the fetus and it's like in its fourth month of development. It's, we're really, we've existed on this planet for like a nanosecond when we look at human history. And what we would like to dub like a natural American, right? When we think of Americans who are just wasps per se, And when we look at immigrants who've come here, I don't think it, for for whatever reason, we still get affected by our surroundings. So if you're Iranian-American, right, you're, we're still Iranian, but there are certain things about us that is very different from those people, from our compatriots who live in Iran, or let's say you're Japanese-American, right? There are going to be certain cultural elements of living in America which make you a little bit different or very different from your friends in Japan. And I think a lot of that just has to do with the fact that culturally, we're such a baby that there are certain elements of us which makes us weak because we're still trying to understand what elements of our culture are important. For example, in Japan, Korea, Iran, right, a lot of these Asiatic countries, respect is very important. That way you carry yourself outside of your house is very, very important. And we're, we, they, they really teach people to be very respectful towards their compatriots in society. And I think in America, we've, we've walked away from that. And I think a part of that is by design, which we're going to get into in a second. In a recent Wall Street Journal article, known as the Facebook articles or the Facebook series, they exposed a shitload of just intelligence and data on the dark side of Facebook and, and what they're doing in their algorithms. I mean, just recently, I believe Facebook changed its algorithm to the point where um, like political parties were not able to, for example, express truth, right? And all their stuff got pushed to the bottom. Anything that was hateful and created ethnocentricity, anger, people being assholes got pushed to the top on these comments. And it came to the point that a lot of these political parties worldwide, not only in America, but worldwide, just basically had to give into it. And it's very, very sad. And this dark side of Facebook, you know, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of just, it's a great series on Wall Street Journal. You have to read all of it. We're still catching up on it because it's just so intense. But, you know, one thing that Lizzie Kay from Hello Cat Therapy and I, you know, we always discuss is how, for example, Instagram, which is now part of Facebook, how they create just a lot of body self-confidence issues and a lot of body dysmorphia for 
a lot of girls and women. Doesn't matter if they're ten years old. Doesn't matter if they're forty years old. It, their platform makes women feel like shit and that they're always ugly. And we always talk about how it creates a false percep- perception of beauty, because um, everyone looks like they're fucking amazing. And a little side note, funny story, is we knew a young gal. We'd always see her in our gym when we used to work out in one. And she looked nothing like her Instagram. This is, bef- this is a few years before. You look at her Instagram, does she look like an IFBB bikini model? I mean, like, 10-pack, you name it. But in real life, not even a two-pack, okay? We're not trying to dog her. She was a pretty gal. But we're just saying, like, here she's in her photos. You're like, dude, this is like an IFBB, like, you know, Arnold Classic winner. Like, that's what she looks like. 10-pack, you name it. Like, it was amazing. And then we're like, what the fuck? We're like, that's her Instagram? Like, because we, one of our friends showed her IG at the time. And, but I'm just saying, when you see that consistently, like, day after day after day, just, it, it'll fuck with you. And, and I think one thing the article didn't talk about is how it messes with the minds of men as well, because a lot of men get a lot of body dysmorphia as well, which is leading to a lot of, a dark path of a lot of steroid use, and, and, and it's just, it's not good. Um, anyhow, jumping back on the main bandwagon here, not the bandwagon, but jump back on the main wagon with our donkey. These algorithms are, have been made by design. And one of the things that the article goes in, that the, that the Wall Street Journal articles dive into is how these algorithms feed on the worst aspects of us as human beings. They bring out our worst nature. They bring out our stupidity. They, they, they glorify it, our anger, our hatred, our ethnocentric. So if people feel that the world is more racist, it's because it fucking has become more racist because we applaud the hate more and the good stuff that should be spread is pushed to the bottom. It is in some ways we have created the greatest age of stupidity and the greatest age of anger ever known to humankind in an age where intelligence and brightness and aptitude should be at an all-time high, but it's really regressed. And in, in many ways, we have really created the, devil, the de-evolution of our society and our culture. The truth is much harder to find. And this leads into the idea of the great age of stupidity and great age of anger because for example, it is 2021 and, and people are still thinking the earth is flat. I mean, when I was in seventh grade, by that point, I mean, no one thought the earth was flat. We all knew the earth was fucking round, just like all the other planets out there in the solar system. I mean, this notion makes no sense that something that was discovered like 500 years ago, that earth was round, that we'd be back to debating it again. So these... This is the issue. These algorithms have enforced this stupidity. And now, of course, YouTube is trying to, like, you know, be Big Brother and be this fascist, uh, you know, company by now going after our free speech. And basically anything that goes against the norm is now not allowed to be on YouTube, which makes no sense. I think it's I think they're trying to do damage control, but they've they've really gone on the far end so much that this really kind of goes into a separate topic that we might discuss later, which is do tech companies have the right to enforce, to illegally enforce the First Amendment? 
because we all have a right to free speech. We have a right to, to, to freedom of press. And when free speech and freedom of press are being restricted in the United States of America, that is very alarming because this is a free and democratic country. I do believe things like stupidity, like the earth being flat, should not be allowed to be like shown or promoted. But the truth has become much harder to find. Benevolence has become like impossible to find because we know through these investigations that Facebook really, really pushes and supports hate speech and hateful ideas and anger to get pushed to the top when it comes to comments and threads and postings. So what does that say about Facebook? What does that say about its CEO then? Just think about that. These things aren't being done by separate separate departments. If you've studied Mark Zuckerberg, you understand that he has a crazy ambition to control the world because he was a giant fucking nerd who didn't get laid for a long time. And this is part of his own narcissism to ruin society at his own benefit. And I think it's very alarming that hateful, terrible things are the ones that really get the most attention when good, benevolent, right, kind, caring, loving, truthful facts, ideas, thoughts get demoted to the bottom. And so this goes back to our great age of anger because for those of us who have been awoken for many years, we have noticed the, the, the belligerence, excuse me, the belligerence of society in America. And it is very, very alarming. Not only in America, but I have friends like in Malta, even my friends in Italy talk about how people are, are, have changed. Now, part of it's also because we're coming out of post-COVID and the Europeans are really coming out of post-COVID. So there's a lot of, I think, vent up anger. But when I tell them the anger that I see here in California, they go, oh no, we, we don't have those problems. Right? You guys are fucking crazy. You're killing each other over shoes. Right? That would never happen here. Like we're just kind of yelling a little bit more than what we typically would do. Uh, that's what we see with some people. But, you know, what we go through is asinine. It should never happen in an industrialized country. But we look at this hatred. We look at this belligerence. And you start to see that, wow, like in the online world, this is, this is what's being promoted. It's hatefulness, racism, hate speech. And it's very scary. Because that means the founder of Facebook is a person who likes to see people literally in each other's throats. I think with the recent W, I think with the recent Wall Street Journal articles, we really got to reevaluate our relationship with tech giants. We really have to reevaluate how we view them, how we use them. If alcohol, cigarette, and sodas come with warning labels, I think. I think social media should too as well because the evidence is out there that as human beings, we have failed in our ability to really be able to use things like Facebook and Scram and TikTok and Google for that matter. We have proven in the last 10 plus years that we are just a bunch of angry little dumb shits who have completely lost all human qualities and the most terrible things of us as a species of animals has really proliferated and it's such a shame. 
So we have to reevaluate our relationship with these tech giants. We had a stupid war on drugs. What we really need is a war on social media. I know this might sound a little crazy, but I think China's onto something that they're limiting the amount of time that people can play video games, especially like for kids. I want to, you know, I think this is crazy, but imagine if you couldn't log on to your Instagram after 6 p.m. every day or TikTok or Facebook. Or let's just say every weekend, Friday, from Friday, 5 p.m. till Monday, 8 a.m., you couldn't use those things. I wonder how people would would act. Well, I'll tell you, because today we had a great experiment. All of all Facebook services, including WhatsApp, which kind of suck because I have a lot of European friends and we use WhatsApp. Uh, today on October 4th, 2021, Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, they were all down for the entire day. And at work, we noticed people were much nicer, like a lot nicer. And we had no idea what was going on. I just remember I tried to go in on Instagram one time for, to, for us to post, post something on work and we thought our internet was down or like the router went shit because sometimes that happened and you says internet connected but says no internet connection. So we thought it was that but we were too lazy to fiddle around because we had more important things to do. It was Lizzie Kay who told us, hey, did you know all these things are down today? I go, wow, people were really fucking nice. Maybe they should do this more often. I mean, people were just generally happier. You should ask yourself, were you happier today? For those of you who are not having a panic attack and anxiety because you couldn't log on to your fake social network. But for general, for, for, for most of you, like, did you feel happy? And did you notice people were nicer? Did you feel nicer? You know? So I, I know it sounds crazy, but I think we got to really reevaluate our relationship with these tech giants and how we can use them and when we can use them. I am personally, and so is Lizzie Kay and, and a few people that we know personally, we are all at a point where we truly feel that there should be limitations as to when you can log on these network services because they have just made people into a bunch of savages. And you see it when you go out. There is no care for human life when you go out in most cities in America. It's why our murder rates are at an all-time high. It's why our gun violence is at an all-time high. It's it, it, it is really dissatisfying and so upsetting and disappointing that we live in truly a fascinating country. And yet you don't hear that from anyone because all you hear about is how this country sucks. But I'm telling you, it's a quite a fascinating country. We have so much potential. We have so much ability. And yet it's been kind of stagnated because our social culture has de-evolved because that was done by design by certain tech giants to really emphasize the hatred amongst each other and our stupidity and to not allow one another to listen to each other. You know, it, it's at, at, at their profit, we have all suffered. You know, even those of us who've been good and wanted to listen, we're on the other side of the ship, but it's still fucking going down. So I think we should try it because I wonder how we would all change. Because when we look at the narcissism and how people are always like doing these photos and this and that and that, it's like, we can't even take a fun photo anymore. Every time you take a photo, like a photo now takes like fucking 32 minutes to take because some girl in the group is like, oh no, it's not my good side. I gotta like redo it. You know, I gotta do this. Oh shit, my hair is bad. I mean, even the, the, the beta omega males are no different. Alpha male, we didn't give a fuck how we look in the photos. As long as our eyes were open, we're cool. You know, nothing in the teeth, you know? but. 
I mean, we're not so picky, but it's like, we literally take photos of everything. Like, is it necessary to always take a photo of the fucking hamburger that you eat or food? To me, that's appalling because like, it shows you have never starved in life. You don't know what starvation is like. You haven't seen people starve to death. I think it's so upsetting because I know there are people out there who don't get to eat regularly and they don't get to eat good stuff regularly. And here we are taking photos of food. What message does that send to people out there? Especially when we know that like something like, it's like, I think 40 or 60% of food in America is all thrown away. There's a lot of starving people out there. We don't need to throw away food. Stop taking so many photos of your food. People are gonna think we're that gluttonous that we have so much food that we just throw away food for fun. Whereas for other people in other countries, they go, damn dude, like we would never throw away food. We would save it till it got rotten. That's how long they would keep their food. So I think we gotta reevaluate our relationship because it hasn't done anything good. Nothing of substance, nothing of value has been created at Instagram and TikTok. All it's done is just made generations of people become fucking lazy, wanna live in a van, right? They wanna like do stuff that the 80 year olds would do without putting in all the hard work and all the time and all the effort. They wanna go travel the country in their RV, but they have no job. And they want other people who are working to pay for their EDD, which is bullshit, you know? They got their perception of life backwards. It's why I see so many quasi young moms who still wanna go to the club every weekend. Well, I'm sorry, like, I'm not saying young moms shouldn't go to the club, but Take care of your fucking kids first. Let's raise some good human beings because we have a lot of shitty ones out there and, and, and it's quite disappointing, you know? So I think we really have to re-examine how we use these substances because they've altered our brains. They've turned us all into drug addicts when you look at MRI, MRI scans. The MRI scan of a normal cell phone, you know, smartphone holder and that of a cocaine addict or a meth addict is identical. But yet, we do nothing about it. No legislation, no laws. We have made ourselves impossible to deal with. Everyone thinks they're right all the time. Guess what, you're wrong 99.5% of the time. I hear complaints from friends who are doctors and surgeons about how people are more willing to listen to their stupid yoga instructor about medicine than they are and they are to the actual physician who's an MD who's been doing their work for 20 plus years and has the best up-to-date knowledge as to what would be best for their health. But they want to listen to their yoga instructor, which is why people were falsely believing that vaccines lead to autism. And did you know that the person who made that, that erroneous and false statement later actually said that this is false, but that got pushed to the back end of every newspaper publication about 20 years ago. So you see, the truth is always buried in the back. The bullshit's always in the front. But I think it's important. You know, we, we have to really go back. We really have to move away from our smartphones because how we are as a society is, has not been beneficial. It's quite sad that people can't talk to one another. It's quite, it's quite upsetting that people don't want to listen to one another and that we've created this tribalism. And the Awoken have seen this. 
We're not the woke. We have been the awoken. We are the enlightened. And now that we know that Facebook has purposely created algorithms that bring out the worst of humanity and that they know that these algorithms in all their platforms for Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Oh, TikTok's not part of Facebook, but you get it, right? All these tech companies have algorithms that perpetuate the worst of us. Then it should be of no surprise anymore. Like our intuition is correct. Now we got the scientific data showing that they wanted people to, they wanted to promote hate. They wanted to promote division. They wanted to promote stubbornness they wanted to promote ethnocentricity they wanted to promote racism these are things that people all talk about they go man why are people so racist more than ever why are people so ethnocentric more than ever why are people so angry more than ever well we got the scientific data when we're always on our phones doing this and we're constantly being fed a lot of bullshit and lies to always be angry at one another well how do you think it's gonna happen what do you think is gonna happen in real life when we interact with each other so because of these findings, I think it's imperative that as a society, we really move away from Because look, in Japan and Korea, it's in Italy, Iran, like it's not that big of a problem yet. And I said it be- earlier in the podcast because their cultural roots are so much stronger than ours. But I think if we want to really flourish as a society this decade and moving forward, we got to go back to being good human beings. And what does that entail? It entails if one of your friends likes Denali Mint Moose Track ice cream, the other one likes vanilla, that you don't kill each other over it, that you respect one another, that you try the Denali Mint flavor, for heaven's sake. Try it. It might be the best flavor you ever ate. Right? That's the point of human beings, to see, listen, feel, Right? to try things, to get absorbed in one another's world, to, get, to experiment each other's world, to experiment each other's cultures, to understand each other's cultures. I think we gotta go back to being benevolent, that it's okay to have differing viewpoints, because guess what, that's life. That's all part of life, but we can at least respect and understand each other's viewpoints, not enforce our stupid ideology. Because that's not what a free and democratic world is about. That's fascism, people. That's communism. Groupthink is the ideal trademark of a fascist and communistic state. It is not. It is not a. It is not a hallmark of a free and democratic society. So, having said that, put away your phones. Call your friends. Go see your friends. Be nice to one another. If someone likes hamburgers and the other person likes. Chick-fil-A sandwiches. Don't kill each other. Try them both out. Be nice to one another. Be human to one another. And if you do those things, I'm confident that as a society, we will move forward in a better direction. We hope you loved that episode. We'll see you soon. And hopefully in the next episode, Techie will be back with us. Have a great day, everyone. And enjoy. Enjoy.